I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey friends, it's been a little bit, uh, maybe not a lot of it. I just did a testimony not that long ago. And so, but as far as like just me recording, it has been a while. So I think I explained the last time I did this, just me, is I was going through a homiletics class at church. Uh, we have shepherd school. So you do discipleship, which is a one-on-one -on -one relationship for about a year and a half. And then you do um ministry tools and training so that's like evangelism class how to study the bible spiritual gifts there might be another one and i always forget it and maybe there's not and i didn't anyways and then you have leadership training classes and there's like i want to say 11 of those i'm not even really sure <laughs> but uh they've been really super beneficial and helpful um not only just like knowledge wise, you don't want just knowledge for the sake of knowledge. You want it um, to have to help you grow closer to the Lord, understand him better and be able to serve other people better, um, all in, in a point of glorifying him. And so it's just been really cool uh, to learn these different things and have different tools when it comes to that. But then just also want to make sure that I'm handling the word of God uh, with reverence and being careful and not just being like willy nilly with stuff. And so I needed to take kind of a pause just to um, really study that and and make sure uh, that I was being a good steward. So I figure this episode I can do a couple updates and then share something that I had found from a long time ago that I thought was pretty interesting. So some of the updates is, um, I okay, well, I want to do more testimonies than I do. It's hard because I record in my house, obviously, and um, getting people over and then getting our schedules to line up and all this stuff is kind of a, a, a ordeal. And um, but I, I love talking to to people about their life journey and their salvation story. I think it's really neat um, to hear how God's worked in their life. And I think it's really beneficial for other people to hear uh, the testimony of God and what what he's done in their life, um, especially for other people. You can feel discouraged or like you're alone or other people don't understand you or whatever. And then you're like, oh, you know, this is pretty neat. Um, and so the other thing is we've been trying to be very intentional with evangelism and evangelism guys, like maybe you feel this way, uh, where forever I was just like, well, I, I mean, you can't just walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, do you know Jesus? You know? Um, and so I've been trying to, uh, work in my community in ways to reach out to them and build relationships and have like different community events and, um, a, like a group to all talk on the internet and build relationships that way and that's been neat I think profitable but then you kind of get stuck in this uh, way of you're just building relationships that go on forever which is good that's not I'm not saying like you want short relationships I just mean where it's just not a relationship that's glorifying to God and you're just talking surface level and there's no getting to the truth or the heart of anything and uh, and so you're like I have an eight-year plan to have a friendship with somebody and then they see my good works and how I love the Lord and then they're going to be like I want it too right I mean we've kind of all heard that I want to say lazy gospel um, because you're not actually using your mouth to tell them how to know Christ and so you're just hoping they'll kind of you know catch the vibes <laughs> and so it's just not the best plan um, and I got kind of tired of 
just waiting um, for people to know, oh my gosh, I did not put my phone in silent, um, for people to to know Christ in that way. And so God just convicted me and, um, and my friend Brittany, we were talking and just both had this, and God will do that. So cool how he'll bring other people along with you and tell them, you know, the same thing. And so we just had this urgency in our heart to want to go and just tell people about Jesus. Like just go and be like, Hey, you know, nice to meet you. Do you know Jesus and get to it and stop dilly dallying around. Um, and so we made it a point to go out once a week and just start talking to people that we walked by. And that was hard. And there was a lot of like, uh, no thanks. Um, but there was a lot of people who would have a conversation about it. And really, um, it's not like we're not having a sales meeting after the end, you know, like, well, and what percentage said yes and would like another callback and, you know, these things. But you, you just do it out of obedience and love for the Lord and you're just fishing, you know, like I'm going fishing. God, if you want any fish uh, that are ready, you know, to, to receive your word and, um, you know, I'm, I'm here casting, casting the worm and we'll see how that works out. And, uh, and so we've been doing that on a weekly basis. And then, um, and then I have another ministry opportunity to talk to people uh, monthly just about God in the community. Anyways, it's, it's really neat just to see what God's doing. And what I find, and I hope this encourages you too, is that when you obey God and the things, especially the things that you don't want to do, and it really makes you sacrifice your flesh because it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I really don't want to do this. This is not my thing. But if you obey God and you offer that to him as a sacrifice um, and an act of worship, man, you'll see fruit in other areas of your life and different opportunities that open up and maybe relationships that were like stagnant before and a wall was up are now coming down and that's not even like an area you were necessarily working on you're focused on obeying him in evangelism and so that's been really really cool to see so I encourage y'all just to obey God in all the ways um and so I've been excited about that okay so all that to say there's different things going on um so I'm not like trying to do a weekly podcast not that y'all probably care um i'm just trying to get some testimonies in record when i can share what i can but um and my focus is on my kids and homeschooling and keeping the keeping the house how it should be for my husband and my family and um and then serving in my church and also evangelizing and and ministering um in relationships and um, i think i'm starting a community bible study for the ladies at my house, um, hoping to reach people who are unchurched or, you know, who aren't saved and just are curious about it too. And so I'm trying to focus my time and some different things, but I also like to come in here to share, um, to encourage other people like y'all, whoever's listening, um, to know that, Hey, like you're not alone. You're very loved. God loves you. And you know, it's never too late to do the right thing and just to encourage your walk with him. So man, I'm like rambling a, a lot. So part of me trying to keep a better house is I'm a hoarder. I don't know if you're a hoarder. I am a hoarder and I, you know, we grew up uh, pretty poor. And so I've kind of gotten this habit of 
if you might be able to use it ever, you keep it. And it doesn't matter if it's like a beat down pillow, like you don't ever throw anything away. You might could use it one day. Well, now I have a house full of stuff I don't really use and it's just taking up space. And my friend, um, she really worded it well because she is a minimalist. She's like, you know, it's pretty, it's, she didn't say this to me. <laughs> She's like, it's pretty greedy to keep everything. Um, and it is kind of materialistic, right? Um, and trying to kind of like operate out of fear and pride. I mean, this goes in a whole different level of, of stuff, not just like I'm keeping stuff. I mean, we got some psychological things, all that to say. So I've been going through some stuff and I came across this prayer journal I have had since I was 20, apparently. Okay. Now I'm not saying I'm going to throw stuff like that out. Cause I think it's really neat to see what God has done and kind of sad um, to see where I went. Um, and so I wanted to share something that I wrote when I was 20. So that's 21 years ago. Also, by the way, I had a birthday in January. That's this month. I turned 41. <laughs> Still have a small voice. I can't help it. It's just how God made me. Um, I tried to talk deeper and it just my voice cracks. It's weird. Uh, so anyways, out of this journal, what I had written what I wrote, what is grammar? Um, it says, uh, this is what I wrote. I want my driving force to be God. I would like to think that he is currently, but I'm sure I can improve. I must always strive. I want my heart to align with his. I want his passion and goals to be my passion and goals. I want all that he wants for me in my life. And it was just interesting to read what I wrote because I don't know about you guys, like, no matter how long ago something was, you look back on it and then you just kind of remember uh, during that time and you're like, oh yeah, like I remember just really being in love with God. And when I was in high school, you know, I read my Bible and um, and I really wanted to follow the Lord. And then, you know, I think I was like 19 and I was starting to get caught up in stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't want this. Like I want the Lord. And, um, usually it had to do with boys and it wasn't because I was necessarily boy crazy and, and wanted that. But I think I was a big and, and still can be, that is, is my struggle, uh, to be a people pleaser. And so if, I would date guys I didn't even like. <laughs> I don't know why this was, you know, I just had issues with boundaries and all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, then I would end up being in, in situations that I didn't necessarily want to be in, but I was um, just not wanting to let people down or be unhappy with me. And, uh, you know, as a 41 year old woman, you know, obviously you can still struggle with this your whole life, but, uh, you kind of realize like, wow, that was dumb. <laughs> you know, I should have been like, Hey, who cares? No, <laughs> you know, no, thanks. Hit the road, Jack. Um, but you know, I was, I was not that way. And, uh, anyway, so when I was 20, um, I was out of a relationship I was in that was starting to head down a wrong road and, and, uh, we broke up and, or he broke up with me actually, uh, which was good. Uh, it was, um, it needed to happen. And so, uh, but I was so thankful that I could serve the Lord unhindered. I felt that distraction was removed and I could just be in love with the Lord again and just follow him and not have any, any struggles either way with that. And, you know, that's all fine and well until another boy came along. Again, I think when you are walking with the Lord, um, 
everything's going to come down your path that's going to distract you from your relationship with the Lord. And so I was reading today in Ephesians. So I'm doing 52 weeks um, of pursuit. And that is a book. I don't know if I mentioned it last time. Um, but it's a book you can buy on Amazon. I think it's like $21 is by Mark Trotter and it's a commentary and a reading plan to read the Bible in a year. So I'm doing that, but it's the reading plans Monday through Friday. Um, and so in the weekends, what I do is I read back where I was before I started in Genesis. Anyways, that kind of sounds confusing. And so I'm in Ephesians right now. And so, uh, reading Ephesians two, it says, uh, starting in verse four, and it goes through five, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, you are saved. And just reading that and just knowing like the sweetness that God has and the mercy that he has, um, and he wants us to be reconciled with him and he wants, uh, nothing to be between us. And so when you read verses 13 through 14, it says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And I mean, that's some good news right there. You know, there was, um, there was our sin that separated us from God, right? And Christ came and he tore that down. And so we are able to be close to him and have a right relationship with him. And but then that made me sad too, uh, to think, not this verses, but back in my journal when I was 20 and I wrote that, um, just soon after that, I mean, I'm talking like that, that same month, maybe even a couple months after that, that's when I started really heading down the road of rebellion and wickedness, you know, and destruction. And I turned my back on the Lord, uh, to fulfill my my flesh, my, the lust of my flesh. And, you know, whether I was people pleasing or not, I mean, that's still the lust of my flesh to want man's approval anyway. So that it, it made me sad for the fact that like I was saved. I did not have anything between me and God. And I chose to put something between me and God and I uh, hated that. And then in Romans, I have a bunch of sticky notes around in my prayer closet of verses that have spoken to me that I really wanted to just meditate on whatever. And I wrote them on sticky notes and taped them up in the wall. And this is one of them. It was, uh, Romans eight. And it says, uh, starting in verse five for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And man, you ever think about the times where you rebelled against God to do what you wanted, whatever your flesh wanted. Um, and that put you in opposing sides against God. It's like he made a way where there could be nothing between us. And I decided to stick some stuff between us. And in those times that I decided to put things between us, which is sin, um, that was just the most depressing, destructive times in my life. And even though I was doing all the things my flesh wanted to do, I was in this pit of misery. There's this little card my friend gave me, and it says, nothing is worth losing being right with God. And that man, if that ain't the truth. A lot of times we think that, I mean, I, I say 
probably every time <laughs> we think that what our flesh wants is what's going to make us happy. And the truth is, and you can read that in the Bible, um, is when you follow the path of the flesh, it's going to lead to uh, death and destruction. And we, we know that. We know that. But our flesh convinces us otherwise. Um, and so it's, it's just so important to be in the Word and to believe God and what He says. And so when your flesh comes and it's like, hey man, you should do this. This is going to be a lot better than that. Um, remembering like, you're a liar. Okay, you're a liar. This is not true. And I know where this path leads. I've been down it before. I know where it goes. And it goes to destruction and depression and misery. And I ain't going in that pit again. Thank you very much. I'm not in that bondage anymore. And I, I, I'm not interested. And I'm not saying that you're going to not uh, you know, still have some issues here and there with your flesh, uh, being angry and, um, and, or gossiping or things like that. But, um, as far as really making those conscience choices to just, uh, satisfy your, you know, the lust of your flesh, you just remember, um, that God's not a liar, but your flesh is and Satan is, you know, and it's not always Satan that makes, uh, you know, all the, this temptation in your way, your, your flesh lusts after these things all by itself. And so be in your guard. Um, but it just was kind of a, a sad, a sad thing to read this, this journal, this prayer journal that I had, uh, 21 years ago and just see that love I had for God and remembering that and then seeing what happened right after that and seeing how far and how long I strayed from God. I mean, it was probably, uh, see, that was when I was 20. And so uh, it was probably, gosh, I don't know, a very long time. <laughs> um, I don't know, like eight years, eight years, something like that. Uh, just where I was away from God, um, did not have a right relationship with him. I avoided him. I sowed seeds to my flesh and to destruction. And then I reaped that. And that was my harvest. And I hated it. I hated my life. Um, and so all that to say, uh, then when I finally surrendered and stopped that <laughs> uh, and just was like, God, I want you and I don't know how to get out of this. So I won't beat a dead horse because I know that I have talked about this on my podcast before, um, just about that big time period where I chose to rebel against God. And again, you know, everything starts out small, you know, you just, you negotiate yourself to death and justify. And then before you know it, like years pass, you're like, how the heck did I get down here? You know? Um, and then you're, you're really into some bondage and your heart is hard and things like that. And so, um, I'm so thankful that I am, uh, been delivered out of that bit. In Galatians uh, chapter 6, verses 7 through 8, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life ever everlasting. So just thinking, you know, guys, like the Bible is making it plain and letting you know, 
and me, <laughs> you know, like, hey, if you're going to follow your flesh, it's going to lead to destruction. You're going to reap that harvest and it's going to be terrible. Um, but if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap the things of the spirit of God, which, you know, if God is everything good, um, that's what you're going to reap and you're going to reap it bountifully. And God's there to help you plant that harvest, you know, so uh, it's, it's selfish and greedy to plant a harvest, um, that is to your flesh and it's also not in your best interest. So it's kind of, it's just also dumb. Um, but we're very short sighted and we are creatures of lust. And so it's very hard for us to get, um, ourselves off of ourselves. We're selfish. Um, and so anyways, all that to say, I hope you're plugged into a local church, uh, that's going to help edify you and teach you and encourage you with other people that come alongside you and walk with you. And, you know, my life, it is full of joy and peace, not perfection. God didn't say my life was going to be without junk happening and circumstances and things like that. But I am rooted and grounded in the Lord. And so my life now is way better than it ever has been. Um, and in those years, again, remembering from that journal when I was 20 and the time after that I was away from God, that being the most miserable time of my life. Hey, like, look at me as a science experiment. Okay. I'd tell you right now, like what I did in those years and the results that I got were not worth it. Um, but the things that the Bible just plainly says for you to do, to have abundant life here, um, and to have fruit and have peace and joy and all these things, um, that is worthwhile. And, and it's never too late. I mean, maybe if you're like, hey, all my life I have been sowing to my flesh and have been reaping corruption and this sucks and I don't know what else to do. Hey, you know what? There's good news. Like if you're still alive, it's never too late. You can turn that around. And, um, you know, I always say this, like, I really mean it. If there's things that y'all are going through that you want to talk about, that you need help working through or knowing what the Bible says, reach out, you know, and talk to me. And, um, if I don't have the answer, I'll go, I'll go figure it out, you know, with the Lord and, and counsel. But, um, but it's just not worth, uh, continuing to walk in that road of destruction or being in that pit of misery. It's not worth it. And God wants more for you and, um, and he loves you and he's going to help you with that too. So anyways, it's cold outside. I do not like cold weather. Um, I know now I changed the uh, topic to weather, uh, but I would like to say I do, uh, have talked about my winter blues before. Um, and this, I think every winter it gets a little easier because I'm like, all right, I know it's coming. I know it's going to be gray and cold and depressing out there. And I'm not going to get hardly any sunlight because I don't want to go outside because I hate it. Um, and it gets darker earlier and all this kind of stuff. But like knowing what to anticipate because, you know, again, it's not like this is a surprise. Um, and then being able to kind of plan through it has been really good. Hey, that also sounds like a spiritual analogy, <laughs> knowing what's going to come and being able to plan for it and knowing what God's uh, word says about it. And another memory I wanted to talk about just for a minute was, uh, also, I think it was last week, my old friend, um, passed away and, uh, anyways, it brought up a lot of memories because, I met him in the time that I was rebelling against the Lord. He was just my friend and, um, he was just a really cool guy and we all hung out and we all, um, you know, we, like I don't any, none of us were living right, you know, and later as we 
grew up and had families and really started uh, letting the Lord get a hold of us um, and just being able to hear him speak about Jesus and things like that, you know, but that was neat, you know, and, and it's the, the same thing with the journal too, is that, yeah, during, during the time that um, I hung out with him and the time that uh, right after I had wrote that entry in the journal too, uh, in my 20s was just a time where I was rebelling against the Lord. But then now also seeing on the other side of that, when I started uh, obeying the Lord and coming back to him and, you know, just repentant, like, God, I'm sorry, I, I, I was wrong. I went and followed myself and the idols of my heart and I rejected you after all that you did. I'm sorry. Like that was the worst idea ever. You know, please take me back. And of course he does. Of course he does. You know, the prodigal son story. Um, And being able to see that fruit and just the testimony of my life. You know, like I said, during that time um, that I loved the Lord and then I rebelled against him and then repented and came back and he restored me. And so, again, just encouraging you guys um, and just thanking God for all that he's done and for always being long-suffering and being God of second chances. And I don't want to abuse that. I don't want to spit in his face and be like, oh, well, you'll do it again. So I'm going to keep sowing to my flesh. I want to be like, man, I want to thank you. And I want to, like, just surrender my life to you. And my life is yours. And I just want to live for you. And you are on the throne. And you are all that matters. And anyways, I just wanted to share all that. So uh, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you all at another time. (laughs) 